Welcome to Endorphasmic, where we talk about all things Endorphasm. I'm your hostess, Erica Porter. So I think it's important for you guys to understand who I am and why I felt it necessary to write Eat That Monkey, Now is the Time to Change Your Life, and to make the decision to do a second edition um, that focuses on the monkey, but also the endorphasm mindset, as I feel that Eat That Monkey really was a stepping stone to the catalyst to what is now my philosophy behind the endorphasm mindset. Um, my name is Erica Porter, and as most of you know, I'm extremely passionate about living a life of total wellness and authenticity. I'm dedicated to empowering others so that they can lead healthy, productive lives. And I'm devoted to my mission and never plan to stop. My motivation is motivating others to live the happiest, most fulfilling lives they possibly can. Growing up, I was always very active. And in fact, my parents did not allow my brother or I to watch TV at all. They, well, I shouldn't say it all. They allowed each of us 30 minutes of television each night. And instead of sitting around the house, my parents encouraged us to be involved in athletics, to read, to be creative, build forts, make crafts, create a play. And I was extremely involved in gymnastics, swimming, and dancing, about which I became incredibly passionate. My enthusiasm for dance, I believe, would mold me into the person that I am today. During high school, I became an apprentice and then a teacher at the Backstage Dance Studio in Columbia, Maryland. And I also co-founded and performed in my high school's dance squad, which I believe still exists to this day. My experiences unquestionably drove me to want to become a professional dancer. And I went off to college to study dance as well as biology and business management And I quickly learned the harsh realities of the dancer stereotype. And some of the dance teachers at my university told me that I was too fat to be a dancer. I was thinking too fat. I was a tremendous athlete, but sadly, I didn't fit the mold. Being healthy was a choice, not a sacrifice. So I refused to give in to the self-destructive or the self-destruction and eating disorders that took hold of so many of my peers in the dance world. And what a sad thing to have to let go of your dreams because the industry cannot manage talent versus body type properly. And during this time, I became increasingly aware and intrigued with the human body. So I became a certified personal trainer, which launched my quest to improve people's health. Now, even that really evolved later when I talk about when I truly discovered what the endorphasm was. And during my four years in college, I learned that my integrity was everything, that I was in command of who I was and what I would become. And I learned the true meaning of self-confidence and self-respect. That even grew as the years Um, wisdom with understanding with experiences and 
after I received my BA, I headed to Los Angeles to try to work in dance. And unfortunately, the dancer stereotype was not just prevalent in Pittsburgh. It was everywhere. But I was not going to let that destroy me. I simply had to figure out what I was going to do with my life 3,000 miles from the place that I called home. And I dabbled in many different things to find my calling. I worked in um, a club as a trainer and a sales consultant, and I helped people really take control and recognize a positive change in their lives. Um, And that's ultimately what motivated me. And after the gym, I I began gaining clients on my own, and I continued my search for other inspirational careers. I went back to my roots of teaching kids dance and gymnastics. And rather than being stuck in one location, I would pack my little car I had a little red Honda Civic, and I would, um, a coupe at that, I would pack it full of mats and hula hoops and bean bags and such things and travel from school to school. And it wasn't easy work, but it was incredibly rewarding. And I will always remain active in helping to shape the lives of children through movement and positive influence. About Two years after that, I had some friends that informed me of an audition for Athletic Women um, for a superhero show. And after, and it wasn't just like the first group of friends that told me, it was several. And then I was intrigued enough to go. But turns out that that audition was for an all-women's wrestling show. And since you don't really know my personality, you'll have to trust me when I say that this was a perfect fit. It was the opportunity that allowed me to combine all of the things that I loved, performing, athleticism, being the center of attention. I felt like I had really, at last, found my calling. And I know most people are thinking, professional wrestler? Yes, professional wrestler. Wrestling demands top-notch athleticism and total dedication because you are putting the lives of not only yourself, but your coworkers at risk. And it's entertainment, but it's not fake, and there are risks. And this was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that I took full advantage of. And during this time, I landed a role in the first Spider-Man movie as a bonette in the wrestling scene. And the scene occurs right after Spider-Man has the, with great power comes great responsibility talk with his uncle. And I'm the last girl to yell at uh, Spidey. And I hand Macho Man Randy Savage the chair that he uses to hit Spider-Man. And uh, I'm sure that everybody can kind of Google it and get an inside look. But the wrestling industry helped me make some of the greatest contacts that have allowed me to continue working in the field of sports and entertainment. And I did motion capturing for wrestling video games. In addition to that, I did regular work with various programs on the Learning Channel, the Travel Channel, Fox Sports Net. And um, I continued working with kids uh, with the WNBA, with the Los Angeles Sparks and the Los Angeles Spark Kids, which are a group of dancers ages 12 to 18 that perform at timeouts and halftime at the Los Angeles Sparks home games. And um, man, that brought me such joy. And it brings me even more joy to see how well those young men and women, I mean, they are men and women now, 
have gone on to do extraordinary things. And being involved in such a physical line of work always kept me very aware of my body and my health. It also made me extremely sensitive to the distorted and self-deprecating influence that inter the entertainment business has on people in and out of its circle. And it's been very interesting to be exposed to all aspects of body obsession. And I've been traveling abroad to countries such as Colombia and Ecuador and Germany, Italy, Netherlands, South Korea, South Korea since I was young. And I've seen firsthand the societal differences regarding eating. When I'm visiting other countries, the absent-mindedness of the people in my own country becomes more apparent. People in other countries have a tendency to eat to live and not live to eat. And they take more time to enjoy their meals and they eat whole foods and they, they eat cheese and bread and drink wine. And recall correctly, many of the popular diet books state that bread is evil and makes people fat. There is not one food that makes any particular person fat. It's too much of anything that makes people fat. It's lack of movement that makes people fat. I don't think that you need to eat salad at every meal or run a marathon to reap the benefits of a healthier lifestyle. And each person has different nutritional needs, different requirements. And if you feel as though you're suffering from an illness that makes losing weight more difficult, then consult with your physician. I understand that some people have a specific medical condition that makes losing weight more difficult. But I do believe that so many people throw in the towel and admit defeat because they think optimal health is impossible for them. I do not believe that that's true. I believe that some people invite that monkey or maybe didn't invite the monkey, but allow him to stay. You might ask, what's my monkey? And yes, I too have a monkey. I've battled with excessive overeating for much, much of my teenage and young adult years. I have a love-hate relationship with food. Um, I used to. My friends were always amazed at how much food I could consume without gaining weight, but I would take it too far because people found my food consumption so intriguing and I liked the attention. I would go overboard and eventually began to lose control of my eating habits. My monkey had arrived. I have gone through the self-loathing and depression associated with feeling out of control, and I didn't like this feeling. I'm a person that needs a lot, if not total control. I'm aware of this through self-analysis, and I work at it every single day still to this day. Otherwise, it's easy to slip back into old habits know that I would be doing myself a disservice if I allowed that to happen. So you see, my monkey has been, is, will remain social acceptance and needing attention. And I believe that there are so many people that have a similar story. And through all of my endeavors, current and past, I've learned that what makes me happiest is educating people on becoming healthy and helping them understand how to rid themselves of their monkey. And I remain committed to learning and understanding health and nutrition. I've continued my education by becoming a lifestyle and weight ma management coach. My work helps 
me remain grounded and it helps me stay true to myself. And I don't know everything and I do not pretend to, but I make it a point to learn something new every day. I listen to people's needs and their desires. And every person I have worked with has a different need, a different desire, a different goal. They each have their monkey to remove. And I believe the exploration of movement as the foundation for a productive, fulfilling, rewarding, most excellent life is what ultimately given me a path moving forward. I believe that the human body was designed to move and that your human body is no different and the exploration of the endorphasm and its mindset as the nucleus of life itself is my mission. I believe in leading by example as a positive, relevant, insightful, thoughtful, loving, determined, smart example of humanity. I am a fitness and lifestyle and weight management specialized recognized for my get the monkey off your back mantra signer signer <laughs> signature ever present high energy personality direct to the point delivery and of course my athletic accomplishments i am a mother businesswoman motivator fitness expert wow superhero professional wrestler happiness junkie but most importantly, I am a human being that is challenged with the same choices as everyone else regarding fitness, success, family, happiness. Now thriving with stage four breast cancer, my entire 28-year professional career has been dedicated to helping individuals understand that they exercise, and yes, pun intended, tremendous control over these aspects of their life. Movement is a prerequisite for a balanced, fulfilling, and fun life. It is the fertile soil which all other worthy life pursuits are rooted and the ground that keeps us stable in times of trouble. June of 2020, my resolve was put to the test. Stage four, cancer diagnosis. My profession, life philosophy, the entirety of who I am was put on trial. I, Erica Porter, jungle girl, am wrestling with cancer, but I know how to take it to the mat. I've decided to continue to challenge and set goals for myself. I have evolved into a powerful, inspirational, and motivational keynote speaker. has been seen by thousands of people and invited to share my story with audiences nationwide. I give provocative, inspiring, and always entertaining talks I hope to do the same with the Endorphasm Mindset Handbook, which is the rewrite of Eat That Monkey, Living That Authentic Badass Life. <clears throat> and working in Redondo Beach, California as a personal trainer over 25 years ago, I loved the opportunity to lead people down a path of health and wellness that my career afforded me. My performing arts background provided a unique perspective on the joy movement can bring to life, and physical training was a natural extension of that work. <clears throat> and in 1998, when group fitness was booming, I found myself in a boot camp class at the Gold's Gym in Hermosa Beach, California, and that, that really is the moment that my life would be changed forever. 
And there were men and women, young and older, every ethnicity, every body shape, and every one of them pushed their limits as individuals and as a collective. It was beautiful. It was like a dance with more pure purpose. And we weren't trying to impress judges or an audience or even each other. We're all in this unadulterated pursuit of something more basic. And I realize that it might sound melodramatic, but be that as it may, I will say that we were all trying to get closer to our soul, a form of active meditation facilitated by the energy of something deeper, our own internal motivators and our body's natural chemical reaction to physical exertion. And as I lay on the floor at the end of that class, I realized the experience was profoundly powerful and unique and just could not shake the idea that I may have been permanently impacted by this simple exercise class. And for the first time as a young adult woman, I was amazed by what my body could really do, but maybe even more importantly, how I felt doing it. And I tried for days to articulate what I had experienced. And there was, there were no just word or description of it that I could find. Although all the people, all the active people I described it to understood what I experienced because they had felt it too. And all I knew at this point was I wanted to do it again and again and again and evolve my passion to serve this sensation, event, experience, whatever it was. I wanted to feel it every day for the rest of my life. And I wanted to help others achieve the same. And most of you know the rest of the story. That sensation, event, experience is the point during physical exertion when you feel all things are possible, when every nerve is alive and your greatest passion is front and center feeding and strengthening your mind, body, and spirit. The endorphasm, the endorphasm, a word that poetically captures the reason billions of dollars will be spent on fitness services and products this year, a word that explains why at this very moment, right, as you're sitting here listening to it, listening to this podcast that our friends are sweating it out at whether it be CrossFit or Orange Theory or Barry's Boot Camp, the YMCA, the thousands of boutique studios in the world or on a bike, a trail, a treadmill, row or ski slope or in the pool, whatever your mechanism, the end game is the endorphasm, a word that became the most dynamic lifestyle brand because it transcends all physical pursuits. It is undeniable because all roads lead to endorphasm. It is the reason we just do it. It is the reason we protect this house. It is the power of the feeling, the feeling of the power. So when I talk about the monkey on the back and I talk about the ability to first understand our root cause, the root cause analysis of that monkey on the back 
when you can connect to self, the endorphasm, and all of the tools that I provide, man, the power of the feeling, the feeling of the power, all roads lead to endorphasm. It is a movement. It is a mindset. It is a feeling. Love, health, and happiness, and always much respect.